Welcome to the Get Emergent Podcast. On our Driving Leadership episodes, you'll witness conversations with leaders from all walks of life and learn about what drives them to lead. You'll hear about their leadership development, current challenges that face them and their organizations, and stories about leadership. I'm Bill Berthel, and my desire to demystify leadership and have real conversations with leaders is what drives me. Joining me today is president of One Group, Chris Mason. Chris, welcome. Thanks for having me, Bill. Look forward to talking to you this morning, and I've enjoyed listening to uh, your podcast. I'm happy to be part of it. Oh, that's awesome, Chris. It's uh, really gracious of you. I'm so glad you're a listener. And Chris, you and I had the honor of really getting to know one another during our Lead Forward program. Was that five years ago? What is, I'm terrible with timelines. Yeah, four or five years ago, I think now, yep. Yeah, that was an awesome opportunity really to get to know you, not just as a leader, as a person. And I'm so thrilled to be having this conversation with you today. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about what really drives you, what motivates you, your big why for leading. So I think my big why, Bill, is really my desire to help people. I'm very interested in people. I want people to feel better. I like people being comfortable and happy with what they do. I would say that may be my biggest why, but also just the mere fact that, you know, I think I can impact people's lives just by the person that I am. And I enjoy that. Well, that's awesome. You you are a natural relator. You're the kind of guy that, you know, it's just easy to talk to, easy to get to know. And that shows up in the culture at one group. We have the honor of working with so many of your folks. It is such a high touch kind of culture. Talk to me a little bit about what you do in that culture at one group. So I'm the president of one group, and in that I'm really running the day-to-day operations. So it's really dealing with people on a daily basis. It's, yeah. it's putting out fires. It's helping them with client relations. It's really talking to them about how to move them in, throughout the organization. It's really just having conversations about you know, how we grow our business and how we do it. We are a very people-people business, as you said. And so it's really important for people to really understand how to better relate. And so I try to help them do that as well. So I like what you've shared with me in the past that some people might think about your industry as kind of a little boring, perhaps, right? But one group isn't a boring place. I mean, I've been to your facility many times, worked with lots of your people. It's far from boring. Like, what do you do? What's the secret sauce? What are you doing? You know, that's a really good question. I mean, we have a great CEO who's always thinking outside the box. You walk into our company, you do not think insurance agency. Uh, You think Google, you think... You know, LinkedIn, I don't know, but yeah. it's just about trying to be different, trying to engage each other, trying to build a culture of collaboration. We really, really, really want people to be engaged with each other. And so it's about the people always. And it's about our clients and the people. It's about our customers. It's about our employees and the people. That's really our number one focus. And people always say your number one asset is your staff. And it's 100% true. And we really try to go out of our way to really engage them and want them to be here and grow them. I love it. I love it. So how'd you get into leadership? What's your path? You know, it's part of this conversation. I think what our listeners really love to hear is the personal path of leaders so they can understand that it's maybe possible for them too. So you've got a unique story. Would you share it? It's funny you say it's a unique story. I find it to be fairly boring and fairly lacking in leadership. You know, I thought I was going to become a leader early on in my life when in fourth grade, I was voted the president of the chorus. Yes. Um, and quite honestly, between fourth grade and probably you know, graduating from law school, I really wasn't in a ton of leadership positions. That being said, you know, I always felt I was a leader, right? Yeah. On the field, in the classroom, 
you know, in groups and initiatives that I was involved in. And I think that actually gave me different experience. So I was really, I was more of a person who led by example than necessarily led by, you know, rah-rah or rooting them on or dictating or directing. And I think that actually helped me in my leadership path once I got to a different level. Yeah, and that is leadership, right? Maybe not a title, maybe not a position, but your set of behaviors, and probably before the fourth grade chorus, right? But but even <laughs> even at that level, right, of your life and in your path, it's the behaviors, right? It's behaviors of leadership. I think so, Bill. And I think that one of my things I like to do as a leader is try to encourage that behavior. I mean, I have a lot of people who will reach out to me asking, what should I do here? What should I do here? And you know, it's not directing them. It's really engaging them in a conversation of what is the right thing to do or how to move the ball forward. And, you know, the agility of leadership, too, I think is important. And I think, you know, it's easy to be a leader and just direct, but really understanding your circumstances and understanding the people that you're dealing with. This, we have 220 people here, for example. Yeah, yes. And, you know, you really need to act and react differently depending on who you're dealing with on a daily basis. Yeah, that agility becomes so important, right? In, in one way, it's 220 opportunities to connect in a unique, yes. different way, right, for that agility. I imagine your industry and your business isn't immune to challenges, like most of our businesses, you know, in, here in central New York, right, you guys are Syracuse-based. Um, yep. So what's going on in your industry? What challenges are you facing? Probably like a lot of industries, staffing is an issue. Yes. Um, understanding how to staff. You know, COVID has given us an opportunity to staff differently too, right? I mean, we used to have people in our offices and required them to be in our offices. And now we're really hiring people from all facets of, of life, from all areas of the country. We have people in, you know, we don't have offices in Buffalo or Indianapolis, but we have staff there. But that continues to be a challenge everywhere we are. COVID really did wreak havoc on insurance rates and we're seeing rising insurance costs. So really trying to come up with unique solutions for our clients in the insurance space, which we're very, very good at. So those have been challenges. And again, retaining staff as well, because, you know, there is a need for people out there. So staffing, not just on the hiring side, but retention. And I think that's where we've done a very good job in terms of building a culture that really helps, you know, retain talent and allow people to be engaged with our company. Is there anything specific you would share around employee retention and maybe growing and grooming leadership? I mean, I asked that as a loaded question, because I think you guys have some of that dialed in really well. So... You know, we really want to have fun. Yeah. I always say if we don't laugh five to 10 times a day, then you know, that's a problem. I think that has helped. And we have a CEO who is so engaged with staff, mm. loves dealing with people. We do a lot of initiatives focused on really our staff first. And we'll have, you know, we'll have a happy hour. We'll have uh, cornhole tournaments. You know, we'll have cook-offs. We'll have all these things that I think people feel is different than a typical company. We also have a dedicated leadership development team that we're really focusing on bringing people forward and allowing people to understand what their strengths are and then really grooming them towards their strengths. And so learning and development is a really huge initiative that we want to undertake here. And I think it's working. I think people appreciate that. We've got various expertise in a lot of areas that allow people to grow within the company. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that you went to you know, fun and relating first. You know, at Emergent, we believe that's absolutely essential. But you all are highly competent. You're hiring talent. You're, you're training talent, right? That's the, the other half, the achieving side of the leadership circle here. 
that's the other half. How do you do that? I wish I knew the answer, Bill. Somehow we are able to recruit good talent. And over the last couple of years, we really focused on more our cultural approach to the world as opposed to our technical skills. And so recent talent that we've been able to recruit was primarily focused on the fact that, you know, it's a great place to work. Mm. And, you know, we've hired two very high end leaders over the last six months. And it's not because of we're one group. They didn't even know who we were, quite honestly. Right. They came in and they understood the culture and they appreciated the culture and they saw their opportunity to grow. And so, you know, a little bit of luck, I guess, but really focused on things other than just what our technical capabilities are, because I think that goes without saying. Yeah, maybe that's why that is the place to start. Culture, fun, relating. Nice. Yep. Nice. So what advice would you have for our listeners? We've got you here with us. We've got this opportunity to really spread some of your experience and wisdom. What would you tell our listeners from a leadership perspective for advice? Sure. Well, I think being curious is a really important thing. If you really want to seek the perspective of other people, I think listening, I, I recently heard a uh, presentation and the gentleman talked about dialing back your level of certainty. And I thought that was really, really interesting. So you got to go into things being open-minded, not thinking you have the answers and really be curious about learning what other perspectives are. And finally, I guess I would say, and I, I go back to the song that I taught my kids when they were 16 years old about being humble and kind. And I think it's a really important way to go through life. I think it makes you relatable. Uh, I think people will enjoy spending time with you that way. I think you become a little more vulnerable and open. And I think that really leads to really understanding what's going on within an organization. So wait, I don't know this song. Are you going to teach us now? <laughs> you don't know humble and kind? No, come on. Like yeah, like, give, give, us, give us a few of the lyrics. Always be humble and kind. I got to remember the lyrics now. Let me think. Um, go to church till your mama says so. Yeah. Visit your grandpa every chance that you get. Always be humble and kind. It's about awesome. being grounded. It's about being, you know, just, I mean, it's, the word's humble and kind. It's, it's simple, but I, I highly recommend the song. I actually sent that song to my son on his 16th birthday. Mm. And when he came home his senior year in high school, he had his writing packet. And he actually wrote a whole essay about being humble and kind. He ended up using that as his college essay, which I think got him into the University of Pittsburgh. And it's words he absolutely lives by to this day. And I will say both my kids are very good examples for me for leadership. I mean, they're very humble. They're very kind and you know, just great kids. And my wife also, she just keeps me level-headed and all those things. So it's, they're great examples of leadership in my life. Oh, that's awesome, Chris. That's awesome. Yeah, we can find uh, coaches and mentors and grounding all around us, can't we? It's wonderful yep. to have that. Yes, we can. Chris, thank you so much for being part of Emergent. We feel like we're an extension of the One Group family. Thank you for trusting us with some of your leadership development and your people. And thank you so much for your time and energy today in this episode. Well, thank you, Bill. I appreciated getting to know you, Ralph and Cindy and Kathy, obviously. It's been a great experience working with you guys. And this is very nice. I just want to thank all my coworkers and my CEO here at One Group for allowing me to be a leader in this organization. It's truly an honor. I love what we do in the community. I love what we do for our clients. And I can't wait to see what the future brings. Thank you. Listen for more episodes of Driving Leadership right here on the Get Emergent Podcast, where we'll continue the conversations with new leaders every month.